Welcome to Beehive Eats. I'm Meg. I'm here with Irene. Hey, Irene. Hi. It's been a while. I know. It's been a million years. How um, are you? I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'm in a food rut. So I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Okay, great. Great, um, great, great. So tell me what you've been cooking and eating. Okay. Um, I uh, Cooking and eating. Okay, so recently I went to a small gathering and... The assignment was just like bring something to share, and I had remembered that earlier in the year I did this, but I want to talk about it again because it truly is so good that it was like it was. I will also say like I always I always get compliments on this, and people are like impressed by how good it is. Okay, so it's the Mel's Kitchen Cafe croissant roll no croissant bread it's I not a roll. Croissant that you bread. made that again okay it's honestly like and also so this was like it was like a 7 p.m gathering for whatever reason i was home alone in my house by like 3 p.m which literally never happens yeah, right like when are incredible. when are you ever <laughs> home alone for like an entire afternoon never no. so i'm like what should i do i was like so beside myself like i didn't know what to do so i was like well i could like do something like more more that required a little more work for this for this um little snack that i'm supposed to bring to this um gathering right so i'm like well i could do so i made the croissant bread and it seems re like it will take a long time but i started at like 3 p.m and they were out of the oven by 6 30. wow so it was like it's not that crazy you know Are what i mean you laminating no and i will well yeah a little bit actually but i will also say like the prac i've made this pr this is probably my third or fourth time making these this bread and so the practice does help right like i don't think yeah i don't think we want to do this like the first time when we're inviting friends over and it's like the first like i do that all the time but don't do that practice first <laughs> um so you make like a like like how you would with croissants you make like a um like a how do you say this like a sheet of butter right yeah. so like between parchment paper you slap down the butter you make the sheet of butter i think to me that's like the most time intensive part yeah absolutely. where you're just like patting messy. down butter with the yeah it actually isn't that messy but it, or it wasn't for me but i have had times where i've like ripped the parchment paper and then it's like kind of coming out whatever yeah so put it in the fridge it's like a basic dough like yeast water enriched salt, is it enriched? flour i just use ap flour so, but it's not, an, there's no egg. There's no egg. No butter. No butter. Okay. And let it rise for like an hour. And then you just like, it's very well explained on her website. I will say, thank you, Mel's Kitchen Cafe for having very in-depth photos. But you make a big rectangle. You put the butter thing in the middle. You fold over the edges. You fold over once. You flatten it out. You fold it over again. And maybe another time. And then you just like cut it with a pizza cutter. So you have like four, you end up with four rectangles. Basically, you twist those into like a baguette shape. Yeah. Kind of. Are, are you are, braiding? No, there's no braiding. You just take one rectangle and you twist it. I okay. guess it's not a baguette shape. It's just like a long bread, right? Yeah. So you just twist it, put it on the pan, let it, let it rise a little bit longer, maybe like 20-ish minutes, and then stick it in the oven for 20 minutes. This bread is so impressive. It is so delicious. It's crispy on the outside. It's 
buttery and flavorful. And then what I did is I sliced it up. And then on each piece, I put a little more butter. So, yes, there's a lot of butter. <laughs> a little more butter. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, sliced radishes with, like, oh. a little, that Nicoli's salt that's, like, seasoned. Yes. I'm telling you, people lost died. their mind. People lost their mind. So, was it, like, toasty? Um, It was warm out of the oven. I didn't toast it extra. It was warm because it was, like, freshly out of the oven. And just, like... And everyone was like, I've never thought to eat radishes like this. But they serve this like this in multiple places that you and I both had. Yeah. So it's a great idea. It's we know it's a great snack. idea. <laughs> elite snack. But it is like also like it's not something you think about a lot and it's not something you're eating a lot. It's not like, you know, and it's not like a normal. It's not like dip or something. We're like, oh, this is a great onion dip or something. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, something yeah. you're not having a lot, but it's. It's so good. And the bread seems like it took you three and a half days to make i mean it does you describing it does sound complicated <laughs> and i think you've done it so much that it doesn't feel complicated to you. it would take me a day to do it the first time that's fair but i will say after a couple times it's not that hard okay it's not as intimidating and it's not that hard and it's not like like i've watched the claire what's claire saffitt's video on how to make croissants that is intimidating yeah and it's not like that at all. Like, I didn't have to put it back in the fridge after every single roll. I didn't have to. You know what I mean? If okay. some comes, some of the butter comes out, it's not a big deal. Okay. Like, it's like, it's it's definitely not foolproof, but it's like pretty, it's, I would say intermediate, not advanced. Okay. Okay. I love anyway, that. it was, it's just so good. I am excited to make this. Ooh, post the pictures. Okay. And then yesterday I made a. I made something that I forget how good it is. Um, so there's a Smitten Kitchen recipe called like roasted chicken with schmaltzy cabbage. Mm, okay. I, I have wanted to make that recipe so many times, okay. but I'm the only fam person in my family who eats cabbage. So I'm like, okay, this is a great, you gotta just make chicken it. just for me. <laughs> I know. So also I planned this on a bad day because Brandon had tickets to BYU basketball game, which I forgot about. And then, I had something in the evening, too, so I was, like, trying to get this done. Anyway, it was, like, a whole... I was, like, why am I roasting an entire chicken? But my chicken had been... Oh, here's the trick, though, is I do the um, the setup the, the way that um, Smitten Kitchen says, but for the chicken, I marinate it, like, the way Samin... In the buttermilk. Yes. Yeah. So I... I was married and you can't actually leave chicken marinating in buttermilk for more than like a day because it's like It'll it break breaks down, it down right? too much. Yeah. So I was like, well, I got to make it tonight. Like I have no other choice. But so basically the Samin Nosra, is that is that her last name? Nosra. Sure. Yeah. Samin's as good as mine. Samin's um, method for the chicken is so good base and it's it's pretty easy. You just like slap a bunch of kosher salt and then you marinate your chicken in like a couple cups of buttermilk and more salt the hardest part is remembering to buy buttermilk the okay so that's so funny you say that because the reason i even had buttermilk to begin with is because i made that lemon tarragon pasta salad that's a copycat of plates and palettes Ooh, and this pasta salad is so good and every couple of months i crave it and it it calls for like really random ingredients for example, tarragon, <laughs> which I don't love. I don't love either. But if you don't put as much as I mean, you don't need a lot. And okay. so it's like it's pretty well balanced. Um, 
and also buttermilk. And the only buttermilk I could, so the buttermilk's in the dressing. Okay. <laughs> I was like, are you pouring buttermilk onto pasta? Okay. No, that makes like, more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so I had like a couple cups of buttermilk mm-hmm. left. I had made pancakes already. I had made, you know, this salad a couple times. And like, I still have two cups of buttermilk. Yeah. What do I do? So I'm like, I'll buy chicken. I'll buy an entire chicken and roasted chicken. So anyway, marinated that. Everyone needs to try this roasted chicken with the buttermilk marinade because it's so, it changes that chicken so much. And like the, it's the perfect crispiness. It's like the perfect caramelized skin. And it's like well salted. So the skin is like salty and crispy and like, the buttermilk makes it so that the chicken doesn't dry out too. And my, so Maud, my six-year-old was like, like I've never experienced this in my years of a parent. And so this felt extremely like validating. She was like, mom, this chicken is so good. You are, she said these words to me, you are such a good cook. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then she said, why don't you make this chicken more? I'm like, I will make this every (laughs) night. (laughs) I will roast an entire chicken if I can hear you say those words every day of the week. (laughs) Have you ever felt better? I literally never felt better. I like probably picked her up and like spun her around. My kids only say that after I like toast (laughs) egos for them. I could, I mean, it was just, it just, it makes the chicken so good. And then on top of it, so I just put that on top of the cabbage. I put the chicken that's had been marinated on top of the cabbage and I put it in the oven and it's delightful. And so the, all the cabbage is getting the chicken juice. Yes. So, and, and it gets nice like and... the edges get caramelized because it's kind of more exposed. And then underneath it's like, just like super well flavored. Like yeah. it's just so good. Are you eating it with bread? Um, I honestly just ate chicken and cabbage. That sounds so good. I may have, may or may not have had a Hawaiian roll just on the side as like a little pre-snack. But I was, I honestly was just eating chicken and cabbage and I was like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever had in my life. I will say, uh, Samin's book, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat is like the most educational educational revolutionary <laughs> approach like for me i was like oh like yeah it, it's about balance it's yeah. about all these different flavors i know but it also kind of ruins you because i feel like when there's not like the acid in a dish i'm like oh where is the where i need some acidity here i'm the kind of jerk <laughs> who started saying like it could use a little brightness <laughs> I know. but i agree with you i i actually don't have the book but i agree with you that the concept is just so I just felt so much more. I finally understood also Umami for the first time ever. Like watching the documentary that she made mm-hmm. based on the book. It just, everything made so much sense. And I just, I, I love her. I think she's so delightful. And her food is good. So she has the book Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And there's a documentary on Netflix by the same name. That's Correct. like, probably at this point, like eight years old. Is it? It's. I mean, it was definitely pre-COVID. Yeah, that's true. Um, which everyone should Feels watch if like you haven't already. And it just, I feel like it was like the first time I've been like, oh, I can just cook. Like, I don't need a recipe for everything. As long as I right. have these elements, I think everything I make is going to turn out okay. And it's just cool because she really has traveled a ton. She just knows a lot about like the origins of like where certain dishes came from. Like she has a great focaccia recipe. Um, I don't know. She's just like... 
She just also seems like, oh, I want to hang out with this girl. Like, she's so fun. There's also a part of the book that gives you salting timetables, how far in advance you should salt foods, which is, I am referencing that thing all the time. Really? Oh, That's yeah. very interesting. And also, like, ha- the levels of of concentration of saltiness in different brands of, yeah. of kosher salt. I'm like a, a diamond girl only now. Yeah, I don't have like the diamond is not available in my normal grocery store so I never have it but I use what is the other one Morton's or whatever but it's like way way more saltier than all the other kosher salt so I have to really be careful about remind it. me to bring you a diamond next time okay 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 what else um I I went to Washington DC I don't know if it was last week or the week before and there is some great food out there um I went to a place called La, la, la diplomat, I want to say la diplomat, and it's like An a French name. brasserie. Okay, and I went there for brunch a couple years ago. Delightful. Get the pastry basket and anything else that sounds good because it's good. And then I went there for dinner. Nobody wanted to go with me. I just sat on this patio by myself eating a delicious meal. That sounds amazing. no regrets. Was it amazing? It was amazing. And I and I. I didn't know really what to get. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I just thought of another place I went to. But <laughs> I didn't know what to get. So I was asking the waiter. like, And he was like, there's a, this is, I don't know how you're going to react to this, but there's a pasta dish with rabbit. I still never tried rabbit. So I don't even know how okay. to think about that. It was so good. It was. Is rabbit gamey? No, no, no. It's just like super tender okay. and it just takes on whatever flavor basically you're cooking it in. There's not really a flavor to it. Okay. So, so it just tastes like, like a, a really tender protein. Like it's more, I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't have a gaminess to it at all. It's not like elk or something. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Goat. It was so good. Oh, goat. Oh. <laughs> um, I have had goat. So it's have I. Not, not good. Great. <laughs> um, anyway, that was great. And then I also went to Rasika, which is, I learned the about because... The Spanish place? Is it the Spanish one? It's Indian. Oh, the Indian one where Obama... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is this appetizer that's like a crispy spinach appetizer that they're like famous for. Get it. It just feels like the whole time you're like... It's like a bowl, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if these small pieces of spinach were tempera fried, Ooh. okay? Yeah. So they're crispy... But it's very confusing because, like, the bowl is deep. It's not like a platter. The bowl is deep. And every time we put the spoon in and, like, got more of of the spinach, it was like every bit of it was crispy. Nothing got soggy. It was so insane. That sounds amazing. But it was so good. Everything there was delicious. Highly recommend. Um, I think that's it for DC. Okay. I went to Memo. They have a Memo there, which I didn't know. I love Memo. Um, good stuff. Did you get a milkshake at Good Stuff? No, I didn't. Sorry, I missed out. It's okay. Their toasted marshmallow shake is one of my favorites. Really? Even though there's mayo in it. Uh, I know. Okay. I know. Well, you know. Um. Okay, let me tell you about me. <laughs> Please. I've really been having a hard time pulling together meals. I don't know what's going on with me. I think it might be the change in temperature. Okay. End of summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I made my last batch of salsa and I got really bummed out because I'm like staring down the barrel of no tomatoes for oh another Oh my gosh, how are you going to do it? I don't know. <laughs> we have to use bad tomatoes. Um, but I have made a few things I can be proud of. Um, 
I enjoy taking meals to people after they've had babies. That's like my love That's language. admirable. Is feeding people. Um, and so my friend had a baby and I gave her a choice between like mac and cheese, enchiladas. I can't remember the third thing. She chose enchiladas. The female foodie enchilada squeezes recipe mm, cannot be beat. And okay. it's like intense. You've got to roast tomatillos and onions and jalapenos and you've got to blend. Um, I got the rotisserie chicken that's pre yeah, I get that from all Costco the time. Yeah. and made it so much easier. But you're still like cooking every tortilla, you know, filling it. But okay. it is worth it these are really good enchiladas you can make them as spicy is or it a copycat of red iguana or not red iguana a... um alamexo which doesn't exist anymore. oh that's funny now it's monarca i love monarca also they were on monarca at the last rahasas which i'm sure you know yes i wish that we would have seen more of the lobster enchiladas unless <laughs> monica's mom they do have good lobster enchiladas so that was a success. Um, I made for Halloween. I was like, I want to do something actually spooky, like an Ooh, actual like, showstopper. Oh, my gosh. Dramatic a showstopper. Tell me. I made Martha Stewart's Inferno cake, which is a chocolate cake with a Swiss buttercream chocolate frosting. And then you make sugar flames to put on top. What? I was convinced this wouldn't work, but it totally worked. Wait, what's a sugar flame? Like, Do I need you to look it create, up? like, glass flames Shut up. out of sugar. You did that? I did that. Why it didn't was you tell us a picture of this? So or fun. show us a picture I'll of this. I'll send you a photo. <gasps> I am seeing pictures now of the Martha Stewart Devil's Inferno. And you're looking at that, and you're like, there's no way. But I was like, you know what? There are, like, like ombre-colored yeah. Yeah. flames. Like, yeah flames coming out of this cake listen you made this having one of those spinny cake pedestals makes me feel <laughs> invincible like i can make any cake now and i made it and it was so fun i had a whole afternoon i was like let's just try it see what happens the only part that didn't work was the drip you're supposed to do a drip along the side and okay. my drip looked like poop so i ended up just like <laughs> blending it into okay, the lighter okay. frosting um, but the flames this were super cool. Looks so intense. So can you explain the flame process? Yeah, you just um, combine one cup of sugar with a fourth a cup of water, boil to hardball, I believe, hardball okay. in a candy thermometer, and then add food coloring and pour onto parchment, and it just dries. And then, like, I, like, with the knife, feathered the ends of it so it looked pointy like flames. And it took like a few tries to get the flames I really wanted, but it was not as hard as I was expecting. It that was really fun. That sounds insane. It was really fun. And you just stick them in the cake and it looks like a fire. And I added some skulls for dramatic Oh effect. my gosh. Um, so I can't believe I'm hearing about this now and I didn't get a picture like last week. I'm or, so sorry. I'm is so sorry. that when it was? Who knows? Yeah, last week. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've made that I can be proud of and nothing's coming to mind, which is a bad I'm thing. I'm still not over the flames. This cake looks insane. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was it's insane. It's extremely impressive. Thank you. And the frosting was really good. Like the Swiss buttercream was really delicious. So it wasn't just like aesthetics. It was a good cake. Um, oh, there's a salad that I really enjoyed making. I stole the recipe from a friend. Um, with asparagus, not asparagus, uh, artichoke hearts. Okay. Sliced red onions really thin. Mm. Romaine. It calls for 
pine nuts. I never have pine nuts, so I used pumpkin seeds because it was Halloween and I okay. had a whole bunch of roasted pumpkin seeds. Um, sun-dried tomatoes, and then you make a dressing out of red wine vinegar, olive oil, Italian seasoning, mm-hmm. which I just made with like oregano, marjoram, basil, and rosemary, um, and then salt and pepper, mm-hmm. and you mix it all together, and it is oh, really delicious. Okay. So that's another thing I'm proud of. <laughs> that's like it for the whole month since we last spoke. We went to St. George over the weekend. And I have some food things to report from St. George. Oh, let's hear. We're there like often enough that I'm like, I feel like I can be our St. George correspondent. Have you ever been to Longhorn Steakhouse? No. Okay. I did not know what to expect from Longhorn Steakhouse. Is this like a St. George only restaurant? No, it's a chain. Oh, okay. And it was pitched to me as somewhere between Texas Roadhouse and Ruth's Chris. And I was like, well, that's... That's a wide range. And I would say (laughs) it falls exactly in the middle. (laughs) But it was pretty good. Okay. It was a two-hour wait. Oh, my gosh. This is why St. George is so <laughs> annoying. It's like there are four restaurants, and everyone goes to all of them there every is a crack single shack there day. Now. There is? Yeah. Um, there's a Crack Shack. And oh, listen to this. There is a Red Fort Indian food truck over in Santa Clara. So it's like the Mumbai house for St. George has a food truck. So we get curry there. All okay. The okay. I have a question. Have I'm you ready. been to Mumbai since it's become Mumbai? Not as good. It's not as it's good. It's not as good. It's tragic. Like, I got what I usually get, and I usually get medium spiciness. It was not. It tasted like nothing. Okay. Well, we got medium spicy from this food truck, and our heads burst into flames. <laughs> so. So inconsistent. In- but it's not the same restaurant. So. What do you usually get? I, um, there's a few things that I usually get. Um, the Malai Kofta is so good, or it used to be so good. It's basically like falafel balls mm. in like a curry, mm-hmm. but they're not like, they're, the falafel is like, you know, I feel like a lot of times falafel can be really dry. These are like very, this is going to sound, I can't even say it. Never mind. Moist? Are you I was going to say moist? moist balls. These are really <laughs> moist balls. <laughs> I'm going to have to Sorry put an advance marker on <laughs> this know. episode. Um, and then and, and it wasn't that that was different. It was like the, the curry, the flavor of the curry just wasn't as like strong, like delicious, I guess. Um, we also get for the kids, we usually get like a chicken cani, delicious. Um, Brandon always gets the um, paneer masala. Mm-hmm. I also love the sog paneer. Mm-hmm. I'm a sog paneer girly. I love the sog paneer, but I really like the last time I was like, I don't know if I can go back. Like now, what do we do for Indian food? I, know, I was right? driving 25 minutes to go to Bombay House, and now I'm like, I could drive five minutes and get the same quality in Bountiful. I mean, it's still Bombay House in Provo. <laughs> oh, so basically, I have to go to Provo. You have to go to Provo. Okay. Well. Um. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you though on the St. George stuff. I think that's it. I think that's my okay. St. George report. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. Thanksgiving's around the corner. We're probably not going to record again until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. What are you volunteering to bring? Um. I'm not sure, but I my plans for Thanksgiving are kind of up in the air, which is deter- going to determine what I bring. However, let me ask you a more general question: What do you like require on the table? I mean rolls. Okay, let's talk about rolls. Okay, I have finally cracked the code 
own rules. Because for a long time, I was making the Mel's Kitchen Cafe. The Lion House one. Yes. But they were always coming out too dry. And I was <gasps> like, what am I doing wrong? I'm, I've been adding too much flour. Like, I have... Ooh, ha- you gotta... You, it's gotta be a little bit sticky. Yeah, I need to leave the dough stickier. I went through this journey with cinnamon rolls, too. I was like, why are they, like, too solid? And it's because I was making the dough not sticky. The dough has to be sticky. Yes. That's another thing kind with of that, those croissant bread things, too, is you gotta leave it a little bit a sticky. A little bit sticky. So because I feel when like... It ri- ri- raise, ri- is it raise or rise? When it rises... rises it like the st- a lot of the stickiness kind of goes away. Yeah, which like I will say I life. made those Mel's Kitchen Cafe Lion House rolls for the first time last year, and I am a hundred percent. There's no them. better roll. They There's are no better roll. So good. Why are they so good? It like is crazy. Butter. <laughs> They're so and good. the milk powder. Isn't there milk powder in there yeah, too? Yeah, there's milk powder. Oh man, it's. I want to do the toasting of the milk powder. It's life changing. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we agree on rolls. Stuffing. Okay. Let's hear what stuffing you like. What I, do you like in your stuffing? Slash what kind? Yeah. I am a purist. I make my grandma Jan's stuffing. She does like a baked white bread, like a homemade white bread. Oh, she bakes the bread. No, she does roads. She makes like, she buys the roads doughs. She bakes a bunch of loaves. She's tearing it up. She's using an ungodly amount of butter, sauteing celery, tons of salt, and then sage she has sage in there Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. she's mixing the bread in and she's baking it and it is to borrow a gross word moist and (laughs) delicious um the last few years we've used a bon appetit um stuffing recipe and they have several so it always takes us like 25 years to find which one we really like the one we like has sourdough bread and it has a fresh fennel bulb that you slice up and you cook and it has um sage thyme and sausage sausage yeah and it is so good it's just just so good i believe you but i would miss the plain stuffing that i'm so used to eating i i i am not mad about that okay how what do you feel about turkey um i'm like whatever about turkey you know like when we do fried chicken i was thinking like what what yeah like or just the samin chicken like wouldn't wouldn't you cornish like, game hen <laughs> i did want like for a friendsgiving one year i just bought one of those turkey like i don't know if it's like a turkey breast or a turkey whatever it's like a lump of turkey that you get at costco that you just like warm up in the oven and and it was great why are we doing turkey? Like, I do not know. We are. But I'm never s- in charge of the turkey, so I'm never the one to decide. Just, but we but, go to all these links to try and make this meat taste good. When there's I know, like, it's like, why? Do why? Well, like, let's do steaks. Yeah. Well, I actually have a I have a family member that will just do steaks on Thanksgiving because they don't care about turkey. So I I I get like the tradition of it. I don't. You think like though with steak, it just like when I do feel like it has to be a poultry of some kind. Yeah, that's fair. But I think that if you so the one from Costco is just like pre cooked and you literally just warm it up. <laughs> that's great. Let's do that. Let's all it's, just do that. And it tastes delicious because it's a smoked turkey. You know what yes. I mean? So it's like it's good. Um, I know there's lots of ways that people are like making their turkey taste good. Like you know, um, what's it called? Like when you 
the salt thing. What's that called? When you brine? yeah, when you brine it, and then when I don't know, it's just like stuffing it's, butter under the yeah. skin. Oh yeah, stuffing butter the skin. Yes, or like the basing or like the whatever. It's like all the things, but it's like I mean, the turkey really is just like not the star of the meal. But yeah, let's focus our energy <laughs> on other things like the mashed potatoes. Okay, so let's talk about mashed potatoes. How? What kind of mashed potato gal are you? I mean as much butter and cream as possible <laughs> yeah what i've realized though about mashed potatoes is i don't like anything like like i, I no parm i i'm like a purist of like all i want in my mashed potatoes is butter and cream i don't want roasted garlic i don't want extra i don't want skin i don't want extra like chunks i don't want seasoning i just want butter and cream and salt i don't even really want pepper and then just slather it in gravy. And I also will say Yukon Gold potatoes. I will not do russet. Oh, why wow, wow. okay. Creamier. Yeah, they More are delicious. Creamier. Russet, get out of here. Unless it's a baked potato. Unless it's a baked potato. Got no use for it in my life. Yeah. Um, what about sweet potatoes? I do not like sweet potatoes. Ooh, I am hot so take. sorry. I have tried every every variation possible i can eat them in fries but any like sweet ish sweet potato dish is not for oh me. i love sweet potatoes here's the weird thing is like when i was in college i developed like some sort of allergy to sweet potatoes oh which God. is you very have strange the weirdest allergy no offense <laughs> nail polish sweet potatoes sweet potatoes so i remember when um what's that place with the sweet potato fries in provo that was like gurus yes gurus yeah best i was i was eating sweet potato fries from gurus like on the reg right yeah. like every other did day did you get those quesadillas the green quesadillas? yes of oh course my gosh, so good but the I, only two good things on the menu, <laughs> I know. I started noticing that every time I had the sweet potatoes, I had like a violent stomach ache. And then my sister was like, Maybe you're like allergic to sweet potatoes. I was like, That can't be true. And I was at her house one day and I was like, I'm going to test it out. And I, she like made a, like just straight up a sweet potato and ate half, like, uh, I ate like, I guess the whole thing. It was not, it was just not good. And I knew from that moment on that I had. There, I like looked it up one time. It's like some sort of like protein in the sweet potatoes that like somehow I can't digest. So like lots Whatever. of people have this. I don't think it's a lot, but I'm I'm fairly certain I do. <laughs> it was cool. enough that like there was a there was a, a thing on Google that that confirmed I my my love an allergy that is diagnosed <laughs> via Google at your sister's and probably house. read it. <laughs> so, but I love sweet potatoes. So I will allow myself to have like three tablespoons of whatever sweet potato dish is there. But if I have more than that, I, it, I, it like, I just won't, it, I won't be happy. So <laughs> I like that you're not sharing details about what happens, but it's just like, you know, anything that can happen, like with like not digesting things well, yeah. it will happen. Like, yeah, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So all of that. But, um, but the one I, the I do love making the sweet potato dish though too, and the one I really like I don't like marshmallows on a sweet potato dish, and I don't love like my mom used to just like pour it out of a can like yams from a can and like put walnuts on top, and I thought I didn't like sweet potatoes because of that, but that's just because what the <laughs> hell is she doing <laughs> with that dish? <laughs> my mother-in-law though does it with like 
it's like cream and eggs, a little bit of brown sugar, and then you make like a pecan type of like um, crumble crumble thing on top, and you bake it all. And it truly, it's just, it's so good. Like the crumble sounds good. I just don't want the sweet potatoes underneath. Mm, I mean, whatever, that's fine. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I guess. What vegetables do you want on the table? I mean, I I I like the idea of a green bean, but honestly, I'm kind of like this is the meal where you don't need a salad. <laughs> this is a meal where like. <laughs> No, right? I disagree. Like, you need the green beans that are mixed in with the cream of mushroom soup with the cashews on okay, the top. The cashews, not the The, the cashews, onions? trust me. I've never had that. It's delicious. I've only done the the green onion, or not. The, the, the fried onions. The French fried onions, yeah. Which I will say, like, I'm typically against a can of cream of mushroom soup. But I will say, for Thanksgiving, this is, like, the one time you can, like, really, like, enjoy a can of cream of mushroom. (laughs) Like I I, every time the green bean casserole is brought to a Thanksgiving meal, you're like, oh my gosh, I forget how good this is. This is disgusting but so delicious. Everything at Thanksgiving is disgusting but so delicious. Okay, here's the thing. It's just like globs. Bland globs. (laughs) That was recent which I've talked about on this podcast before, but is now a staple in my Thanksgiving meal is the jello pretzel salad. Oh, obviously. Got got to have the jello pretzel salad. We and do. there are so many versions of it. I mean, ours doesn't have pretzels, but it's like you freeze it. It's raspberry. There's tons of cream cheese and chunks of fruit. You freeze it? Yeah. So and it's, it's like raz and there's no pretzel. The pretzel's like I the know, best part. I know. I know. I know. I know. This is just the way my family does it. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. I want to keep. The, okay. the key is jello and cream cheese. I think ours has. So it's like Cool Whip. And of course. And a can of crushed pineapple. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I can't remember if there's cream. There's got to be cream cheese, right? Uh, in the, in I the thing? I would be shocked. <laughs> I would fall over dead if there's no cream <laughs> cheese in this. I really don't know. I kind of want to look it up now. Um, but but the one, the, they use, the recipe that I've always used has strawberry jello and like frozen strawberries like in the jello. Uh-huh. But I kind of think raspberries is probably. I'm going to say maybe a little bit better. It's pretty good. Um, I need to know about the cream cheese, so I'm looking it okay, up. Okay, while you're looking that up, do you want your cranberry, like, to, like, out of the can? Listen. Or do you want them, like, cooked? I like, I like both ways. Yeah. I kind of, like, love, I kind of love, like, slice, like, I just, like, the the science behind like a can <laughs> of cranberry sauce that you just slice and it stays a American circle innovation is just like at its finest. So I don't know. It's like heartwarming to me. It's like there's something like really pure about it that I just love. I okay, do yes, believe there's cream cheese. By the France way. would go to war with America <laughs> after sitting down at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I don't know. I I do love that. Like if we're in a pinch and we. Like, let's say we're eating Thanksgiving leftovers. Like, I have a can of cranberry sauce in case the cranberry sauce has run out. Yes. I will eat the can. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad about it. Is there mac and cheese on your table? There's not, but I am not against it. I'm not against it other than mac and cheese is like a meal unto itself, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's almost too much. Yeah. Like, I mean, adding in a pasta is like, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. A lot. Where are you on pumpkin pie? Oh, I love pumpkin pie. I'm... You don't care about it? I like the whipped cream. Okay, here's the thing. Last year, I did 
the America's Test Kitchen pumpkin pie. Yeah. Because I always just use the back of the pumpkin pie can. Yeah. And it's always been totally fine. I'm like, I'm going to try to make it better. And guess what? It wasn't better. No. <laughs> it takes it from like a B plus to like just barely an A minus. It does. I mean, honestly, for me, it like kind of was worse. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. And I don't know. I think Thanksgiving is just one of those meals where it's like, like, like more complicated, more like innovative, more like complexity is not better for Thanksgiving. <laughs> we want less. We want cans. <laughs> we want jello. We want prepackaged, processed garbage. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think absolutely. that's the conclusion. Okay, so what are you going to bring? What I would love says... to do the rolls because okay. I made those last year and they were time consuming but fun. And my 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 mother-in-law who were doing Thanksgiving, she usually gets them frozen from I think you can buy them like at the DI or not the DI. What's the it DI? called? <laughs> not the DI. What's the Desert other place? Desert Book. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, they're close. They are close. <laughs> confusing. Deseret is in both the Deseret Book. But I really enjoyed making them from scratch last year, so I'm probably going to do that. And then, I don't know, I usually bring a pie. We usually do lots of different pies, though. Yeah. Not just pumpkin. Yeah, I like that. I would love to do a pecan pie this year. I've never done, like, a real pecan pie. Here's my my question about pecan pie. I just feel like the pecans are too big. Can we have a pecan pie where the pecans are just, like, chopped up a little more? You know? It's like... It's like, why are they always ginormous? Let's do it. It makes me mad. Let's chop our pecans this year. <laughs> Make one pie. One year I made one of those buttermilk pies. Delicious. Just, Just like, like butter like pie. Like what's her face does. Like, I don't know. It's like the butter and like sugar and like a little bit of lemon. <laughs> like cream. Was it, good? it was delicious. Okay. It was so good. Okay. I love a pie. I love a pie crust. I love, I love a pie. I love like a lattice top. Like, mm, I know. Gone yeah. all out pie. I once did like a chocolate mousse type of pie from French bon- Silk. It was so good. French Silk is my favorite kind of pie, but you also have to clear your calendar. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Thanksgiving is for, though. Yeah. But this is like you're standing at the stove <laughs> mixing for 20 minutes. We don't have that stopping. memory of it. I just remember enjoying the process. <laughs> yeah. It's if you have the time, yeah. it's really satisfying if you don't have the time best of luck let me ask you something really quick what are you listening to or watching while you're cooking uh i am listening to pop culture podcasts i'm listening to who weekly i'm listening to jam session okay love um i'm listening to my podcast so i can hate myself (laughs) and then if i run out of those i'm listening to the daily or today explained okay what about you I'm usually watching a Bravo show. Okay. So right now, I mean, literally I've cut up, caught up on 8 million franchises of The Real Housewives. So um, like, so there are certain days when new episodes come out, so I'll catch up on those. But I also recently started Summer House, so I'm in season two of Summer House. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's great. Okay. I'm almost caught up on Vanderpump Rules. And I oh my gosh. I think. Yeah. I loved Vanderpump for season 10, and I'm like... For those of you who've gone back to season one to, like, watch the whole thing, bless you, but I just, I can't. Go backwards. That's what I'm, that's really? what I did. Oh, yeah. And it's the been thing, so like, fun. It, okay. I, I'm I'm sure it is fun. It's way fun. Because you know what's going to happen before it happens. I know. I just was, like, I remember watching it during certain seasons when it was on. I just, like, for some reason, never, like, I never 
caught on to it. Oh my gosh. I did love for season Tam- 10 though. Tom Sandoval's hair alone. Oh gosh. What a man. All right. Okay. We'll be back <laughs> to talk probably Christmas stuff. <laughs> sure. Soon. Uh, stay tuned to the bonus feed. We're going to do a golden bachelor check-in. Uh, so subscribe to the bonus feed if you haven't done that yet. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.